0: Yeah. Paul Bunyan Country. You can tell the weekend is here because the temperatures are rising it's going to be hot but that hasn't slowed the fishing down yet this year no reason to think it will be this weekend and if you want to catch fish this weekend you came to the right show bro bros dolls here and he's got a ton of info for you and it starts right now Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Well, it's always great to talk to Brian Broe Bro, welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin.
0: So you're out uh, fishing a little bass today? That's a little unusual for you.
1: It is, it is. Uh, <laughs> typically, I, I guide in July and August, prime time, uh, and so I usually do uh, half days and, you know, four to five hours, five hours if they're biting, because I don't want to make people leave a good bite, but... Well, we're, we're leaving sharp at four if it's a slow bite, but uh, <laughs> that way I could try to fit two, two half days in and some, every now and then if I want to torture myself, I'll do three, but uh, it's that time of year when uh, you got to make hay.
0: Absolutely, but uh, you're getting ready to actually try to fish a bass tournament, is that correct?
1: Yes, I'm at, we're actually out on Pokegama, uh, which has a smallmouth and largemouth bass population and not too far from, you know, it's a... 45-minute drive from our house and just went there to try it and uh, just get all the kinks ironed out. Uh, so I have quite a few walleye trips before the Eye Falls bass tournament and uh, just trying to remember how to ride a bike here a little bit, so <laughs> to speak. <laughs>
0: and, and this is kind of a date day for you, too. You you got your wife with you.
1: Yeah, Heather's out here, and we've got some really nice smallmouth bass. And, uh, you know, just when you think you can try to lift them or net them they go back down then they go back down again and they jump and they're all over the place and uh so you have to it it takes a little net and practice because when you're lifting up the bass or when you're lifting up the net you got to you got to make sure that you sweep quick because they can swim over the top of a net so fast it's amazing and uh just trying different techniques that we normally would try and it's it's been a blast and uh uh something different in uh it it's it's fun, I mean it's just something different when you when you are actually in a bass tournament, you forget about all the all other species of fish because they're they're hoot to fish for they what else jumps like they do, and right. almost bass are just spastic
0: <laughs> yeah they pretty much are oh well, that's uh well, good luck to you in the tournament, like you said uh, before we got on the air, you're gonna be fishing against some good ones in that tournament,
1: oh absolutely you can't <laughs> i mean. Why do we do it? Because it's there and it's, it's, it's a kind of a, what, what's a, uh, fi, fishing vacation, uh, with a little bit of stress? That's a tournament. Yeah. If you don't do a tournament, you might not go or you might just go and kind of get up late. But when you do a tournament, you have to go to the place and fish it really well, which means you have to, you have to practice and, and do everything you're supposed to and look over, uh, don't leave a rock unturned in, uh, in Rainy Lake is just a gorgeous lake. Um, it's, I fished with other partners, but it's pretty hard not to go there. If, if you're married and you show pictures of where you've been, you might get divorced after that <laughs> because rocky outcroppings with pine trees on islands. And every now and then you'll see a monster buck on the shore because there's a lot of minerals in the ground. And, uh, and maybe if you're lucky, a moose or a bear, but, uh, you're, you're, you're pitching for bass and where else can you catch a walleye on top water? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Now that's a really good question. That's that is yeah. rare, um, boy. And that's a fun. I, I, that's just a fun tournament to go to. I'm guessing just because I know all the people who fish there, and they're just the who's who of fishing. They're they're good people, and they all know how to catch fish. And I bet it's a lot of fun.
1: Oh yeah, and I I actually heard about the the tournament from Dwayne Peterson many years ago after the first one. So I I started on the second one, and I've been to every one. Last year we didn't get to do it, but I've been there ever since, and one day is on the river, the ever-fluctuating river, and one day's on the lake. And some people have jet boats, and the upper part of the rainy river is treacherous. There's stumps, there's logs, there's rocks, uh, there's uh, wing dam, or, you know, natural uh, structures that you could actually hit, and uh, so a, a person's got to be super careful. Uh, even in a jet boat, you don't want to get knocked out of there, but uh, we just always played it through. We used our, our ranger and ran our great big ranger from uh the takeoff some days all the way down to Birchdale and I wondered why I ever did that. Mm. But now you can <laughs> you could choose the river or the lake and uh I want to keep my boat intact and I've had people follow me that took their lower unit off and they're right Oof. in my bubble trail uh with a bass boat. So you're you're uh you know, it's it's even if you know it well, it doesn't mean you know it a hundred you know, you're not gonna make it every time. So um I love fishing that river. There's a lot of bass in that river, and you catch other stuff. Anglers catch big muskies. They catch walleyes there, saugers. Once in a while, you tag a sturgeon, you know, and you never know what you're going to catch. But in the bass tournament, everybody's got stories of of big pike, some of them over 40, and muskies. Um, I know someone who had one up to 55 inches out there fishing for bass, so... It's kind of an excuse to catch everything and chase those little brown fish that jump. And you know, for some people, oh, he stole my leech. Can't wait to get him off the line. But when you're in a tournament and that big fish goes to jump, your heart's in your throat. Yeah. Well, uh, bro,
0: you're out guiding most of the time in the summertime right now. Um, I'm real curious. Uh, you know, with the heat and the drought, um, you talked about. You know, people ruining their their motors. I am. Um, I would think that places that typically aren't dicey for a boat may, might be now with the lower water levels. Oh,
1: yeah. Be, be real careful out there. Um, if you can get your boat in, there's some lakes you can't even get your boat in unless you've got a smaller one on rollers. And there'll be, there might be those blowholes that everybody seems to, or especially the department hates, uh, those are like the only way you can get your boat in in some lakes because you're, you're dumping it and rolling it off a trailer. But... Uh, my ranger ain't getting in every lake, and uh, I do have uh, uh, other boats that are, you know, little little kick-around boats that I use sometimes for guiding, uh, but you're not going to get in everywhere. Those axises that were shallow or didn't have a dock, uh, unless you have a four-wheel drive that you could back up in the water, but which ain't good for your bearings. But uh, on, on somebody's water, things that used to go over or miss are hittable, and we're in an area that was logged over, and there's a lot of logs that sank, and those logs are stuck in the bottom by ice movements, and they were some of, some spots were three feet below the surface, so now they're they're extremely hittable, and mm. I see jet skiers and water skiers out in areas that are just treacherous with stumps on area lakes that people people that live there or have cabins or don't even realize how many stumps there are. Uh, all, almost all of our bodies of water have. Uh, Deadheads and stumps. Leech Lake, Cast Lake is loaded with them. Um, Winnie has them, and uh, you'll be out in the middle of the lake or in a bay, and there's a stump just below the surface, three three feet. Well, now it's if if someone comes down off a, a jet ski or a, a, a regular ski, you're, you're gonna you could do some you get hurt. Mm. Uh, outside of that, the fishing was kind of tough, a little bit slow, but the heat has not slowed down the walleye fishing. Ah, uh, they're using up that pile of food in their stomach called mayflies, and now they're they're having you know some some appetite, and they're starting to bite. Butterfly spinner blades from Northland Tackle are working about the best in the area. I can't go wrong with metallic colors, uh, gold. Uh, even the kind of gold perch is a hot one if you can find it, because you look around, that's the one that's that's selling pretty hot. Of course, Lake of the Woods is kicking out some giant fish. Um, I have relatives up there and uh, I know the resort people, and they're seeing some real monsters up there. Um, and, and fish over 30 inches aren't uncommon. Um, and in Airy Lakes, all the lakes, the fish are starting to bite. Always look to the weeds and then go from there, even working your way off structure. But anything that's got weeds, it's going to hold fish. Um, mimic minnows. Plastics are working really good. Uh, pink and white mimic minnows, about the best color I've used um, in most areas. Just throw it out, reel it back, just like it's a crankbait, kind of stopping every now and then to let the fish catch up. And um, even uh, puppet minnows, ripping puppet minnows works really well. Um, if you got a boat full of people, you probably don't want to be casting weapons like that. <laughs> or make sure you know who's casting. Um, but they work throw them out there uh, and, and jig them across the sand, kind of bouncing off the bottom. And looks like a fleeing crayf- crayfish. Uh, water depths, 14 to 18 feet, has been really good for walleyes. There are some fish starting to move out a little bit, but a little reluctant to drop deep. Some years the fish will be deep, and this is one of those years that they really like the weeds. And with hot temperatures... One thing to remember, uh, shallow walleyes are digesting, and sometimes they don't always bite, but at night, they get a little bit hungry again, and night trolling has been fantastic on a lot of area lakes, and uh, Winnie's, one of the new emerging night lakes, um, that's, uh, it's got clear water, long bars that are same depth everywhere, so easy for trolling, very desirable place to go pull some uh, rumble crankbaits, the whole... A Northland crankbait series is just designed for night trolling with the metallic colors. So get a rumble bee or, uh, or check out here at ICAST. They're debuting the rumble bug. That's going to be fantastic. Just a, a, a small, uh, wide-bodied shad style bait that's smaller and okay. kind of works everything for, for uh, crappies, walleyes, and it's going to be a fantastic bait for trolling our area lakes from here to Brainerd.
0: Uh, it is so good to hear you talking about Winnie again. That's uh, the Lake's been a little quiet the last few years.
1: Uh, Winnie's been really quiet, and it—you uh, know—I got a, my hats off to the, uh, the DNR stocking program there. Um, they're doing a fantastic job uh, with the, the office over in Grand Rapids. Uh, very commendable. Their stocking efforts here in the last few years created a, a massive amount of walleyes and. Um, uh, they, they, they're doing some different stuff than in the past. And, and it's, you know, we're going to, we're going to have a lot of fish. There's, there's a, so many 11, the just under 13 inch walleyes there. And there's some bigger ones they' They haven't left the lake. Those nicer <laughs> ones are there. Uh, just have to get through the smaller ones. And yeah, they're a little bit too small to keep the people ice fishing last year. were catching over a hundred with a, well, on the on the sports clicker, um, but most of them, and I've been there, were small. And for fear of hooking uh, mortally hooking some, I uh, chose not to fish wherever I was catching the little ones. Uh, they will take it uh, deep sometimes, and I don't want to do that. And uh, but the lake is full of fish. If you want to get out there and experience Winnie, it's it's a it's a blast. And if it's if it's sunny out, granted, sunny and hot's not good anywhere. You could still catch fish there. Just go in the weeds. And there's not a lot of really good cabbage, but if you find a stand of cabbage, there's going to be walleyes near it. Steep edges always hold walleyes. And sometimes they'll be in the, in the 20s, anywhere from a lower to mid-20s. Uh, been a, a phenomenal bite there from corner to corner. Um, and if, you don't, if you're not seeing fish on your graph, they're not there. Keep moving. the hummingbird doesn't lie. I always wondered if they should put in a, a mode there that shows fish on the days that it's really tough so I'd feel better. But <laughs> if you're not seeing them, get out of that area. And uh, with new uh, uh technology, like side imaging has been around. I've been using it for eight years, and now it's kind of mainstay in fishing. And mm-hmm. if you're not seeing them on down, regular sonar or side imaging, keep moving in. There's a lot of fish, and that's a big lake with hundreds of uh Sandbar rock pile structures on it. So, uh, you could have the whole place yourself. Uh, you don't have to go fish by boats. You could find your own school of fish. Um, they, they always bite on uh, leeches out there, crawlers. And if you like fishing jigging a minnow, that Winnie is the lake you want to go to because that never gets old on that lake to the fish. They like it. And, uh, you could fish jigging a minnow on Winnie year round. Slip bobbers work well. You know, use a speed corking um, is the old term, the first term I've ever heard of uh, using slip bobbers on Mille Lacs more than, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Speed corking is nice. You see the fish, you set the depth where you see the fish, then drop it behind the boat when you see them. Pull away and then hit the anchor button on your Minn Kota. Spot locking and uh that works really well uh they still uh bite on rigs there there's rusty crayfish and winning now we're starting to see them i've seen a couple uh in the winter time they, they have the little red dot on their side so they are in there and um, pulling rigs sometimes the rusties will grab your bait but just get it off the bottom use a gumdrop floater with a leech and you'll be doing really well the perch are getting bigger out there. Winnie's just a success story, and it starts with uh, uh, some of those good uh, stocking things that they've done, and um, also, uh, you know, just the forage in the lake is just fantastic. And for pike, there's there's quite a few uh, people out there that like catching decent pike. You can't beat Winnie. I mean, it's just got the good average size, and your bigger pike like cold water, so they're going to be deeper off the steep breaks.
0: Robo's no my guest today. He's got a lot more to tell us next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country.
1: Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota
0: is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country bro Brosdal is my guest we've been talking about lake winnie and one thing about lake winnie bro a lot of people don't realize uh, i think most people actually realize that they've got a real strong perch population good size perch and plenty of them they're very active but a lot of people probably don't realize just how solid their northern population is very consistent very good sizes
1: oh and this winter was a a, a true eye-opener uh went out there just to see if i can get a few and all of them were big. Everywhere I went that day, you know, the, the barometric pressure was stable at 30. The salooner table uh, showed excellent. Went out there. Every every hole you drilled anywhere, I'm like, well, let's go try here. And they were there. Everywhere you went, there was big jumbo perch. Then, you know, so a couple weeks later, I'm going to go try that again. Went out there and couldn't find them anywhere. And the salooner table was bad and the pressure was high. So, it's you know, it's that lake has... Some beautiful perch, and every now and then talking to some of my friends at the resorts, they're measuring true over fourteen inches. And in all my years of fishing and guiding out there, I only know of one that was close, and it was it was just under 14, 14 inches, and it was caught by a client. and And it didn't. I can't give it a fourteen, even though they're, I said it's not fourteen; it's under fourteen. But now they're catching true, mouth closed, tail pinched on a ruler perch over 14s but it's you know maybe one in a batch out of a group or sometimes you get a couple so there's some real bruisers you start getting in that 14 inch class or a little bit bigger they're two pounds so we're seeing some true trophies and forage is a big thing you know the, those dreaded rusties that attack people's baits and eat all the cabbage are uh, growing some really really big perch in the area and um you know it's an invasive Kind of with a benefit is what the DNR calls it, and I say so. Um, do you miss your cabbage? I don't. I like fish, so I trade fish for cabbage any day. In they're eating the cabbage up at uh, Lake of the Woods, up in the, the angle, and all that stuff. But all the muskies are holding the other stuff, and in um, forage is always a big thing. And and I could see there's kind of a correlation between those rusties and and big perch out there in Winnie. Uh, for many years, it was stagnant. The, the perch were spawning at a earlier age and so small perch were spawning which isn't good they had to mature fast the lake kind of takes care of itself but now that yeah. there's food they're getting big and uh and the pressure's coming back because of the internet the uh, internet really um, brought a lot of houses out there but good good thing is if you're in a portable you can move fast if you're in a great big wheelhouse you're only going to move that so many times
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. no kidding <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's back and, it, and it's it's really close uh, to Paul Bunyan country. It doesn't matter if you're uh, if you're listening from uh, the Brainerd area, Mille Lacs, uh, uh even northern Minnesota. I know people have driven down to fish Winnie. Um, you know, if if Lake of the Woods, if you get a heavy wind and you don't like rollers, you don't want to go there. But Winnie, you can access from a lot of different angles and fish the where the wind's blowing out of. And have a, have a good day. You know, it's if you're not seeing them and you're trying one depth, go opposite, polar opposite. Go to a different zip code. I always say if you're not getting them and you're having really bad luck and no hope, just go to the other side of the lake. That's what we do in tournaments if, if everything's going wrong. And so um, I think you're going to have fun there. And Bemidji's getting super, super clear. Uh, I fished it early earlier this year, and it seemed to have about a seven foot of clarity. And last time I was there, I could see the bottom in ten feet, like it was an aquarium. And uh, but that lake has a lot of cabbage, so it's going to fish a little friendlier for everybody than some of the other really clear lakes. Winnie's clear, uh, Le- uh, Bemidji's clear, and Cass is super clear. Now Leech is clearing up also. Mm-hmm which uh, is going to create weed growth deeper, and um, it's going to change it. So it's either uh, sink or swim, so adapt to clear water fishing, and you might like it because in a lot of ways it's easier. In other ways it's, it's tougher. If you're a traditional uh, fishing methods from the past, probably ain't going to like it. Uh, watch uh, the Bassmaster Elite and see what they're catching them on, and switch that over to walleye fishing, and you'll be right up the alley.
0: You know, thinking about all those 11 to 13 inch fish on Winnie, just think what the next several years is going to bring once those they move into that next level size.
1: It's fantastic, it's unbelievable and they're they're kind of small right now. I'm I'm not clamoring to take people out there and and club a bunch of uh tiny fish, but uh they do grow fairly fast out there. Um that, that's a that's a fast growth lake in uh uh fairly fast, you no. Know, um but it's it's gonna be fantastic in the next couple of years. That that uh being said, you know, fingers crossed um, that we that it all depends on how many people they let out there on the ice. You know, it's uh we've seen what Red Lake can do, fifty thousand acres and there's thousands of people out there with houses, but how many meals do they have while they stay sure. uh and then take their limit home and how ma- how many fish it's, it's not like the old days where people went up and just took a limit or came over and took a limit. It's, it's multiple multiples. It's, uh, and some don't. I mean, there's people, I've had quite a few clients that don't even keep a fish. They just want to catch fish all day. And, um, but that's, I like eating fish. I mean, so oh, yeah. if you're out there, you get one that's gut hooked, you know, don't, don't stuff it down the hole by any means, but, um, I'll be yeah. ready to set the hook early if, if you're in a school of small ones or, use lures that don't have treble hooks you know like buck shots you can switch out the hook or um or set the hook faster
0: one of the things that has surprised me this year with the the just stifling heat we've had and the drought is how stable the walleye fishing has stayed even into deep july
1: yeah I, i was really surprised uh you know, it was, it was tough after the never-ending mayfly hatch. It was, <laughs> the mayfly hatch didn't happen over one one or two days. It happened over two weeks, almost three weeks. I was still seeing their skins on the water, and uh, the fish were really stuffed with them. And then throwing crayfish, losing their shell, and being like a soft little uh, crab omelet on the bottom, they could just suck them in and, and chow them down. And so the fish were just stuffed full of food. And when you, you bring in a walleye, it would, it would shake. It would do the rattlesnake shake of its head, and then the food would go all over your boat. Well, now it's not like that as much. You're catching fish, and they're not as messy, and their stomachs are becoming empty. When they start chasing perch, which is coming up, and it always does, that's a fantastic time of year. Grab some mimic minnows. Grab a rumble series bait, whether you want to go use a deep diver or a smaller... Uh, just check out the Northland Rumble series and pick some colors that match the hatch on your lake and start throwing those. You don't have to use a bait caster. You can put them on a spinning rail. Uh, if you got a kid with a, a, a snoopy rod, put it on that. But go out there and throw the, throw the Rumble series and you'll be surprised. When they start chasing minnows, they, they hammer the puppet minnows. They love plastic. And with clear water, plastic is way more effective uh than, than dark water because it's more about the action the profile the bait and and that's everything so you don't even the clearer the water gets the less you'll need bait in the summertime especially when they're chasing perch mm. um
0: from what i know about bro bros who wears you know shirt sleeves in the middle of winter outside yeah. this summer yeah. has got to have been just a killer for you
1: Oh, it's I, I. think of ice fishing all the time. If you look back at my post, <laughs> yeah. you'll see a polar bear yeah. with a fish in his mouth. You'll see me. The one time I, I was able to get to the ice after a show, I ran out and I had my hands in the air, and Heather took a picture of it because I was so excited to get on the ice. There's something so, so pure and uh, satisfying about ice. It's it's clean. It's solitude. You don't have to go to a, you know some people just go to a lake because it's crowded because it's fun. I try to find something where there's nobody. It, you know, might not have the best bluegills or the best, you might get one walleye that night, but I'm going to go to that lake because it's quiet, and there's thousands of lakes to choose from. Just in in uh, the Bemidji viewing area, or the uh, listening area here, there's there's several thousand lakes. Itasca has over a thousand by Grand Rapids. Bemidji has close to a thousand within 100 miles, uh, and Brainerd in between, so there's, there's so many lakes, and you could go out there and have peace and solitude. And ice fishing is so much fun. Um, and it's not about just plucking fish. I don't go out there mm. to pluck fish. If you know me well, you know I don't like cleaning them. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's I just love catching fish, and there's something fun. And it's very communal because in your boat, there's there's a little tag that tells you how many people you can have in your boat, and there's a limit. But on the ice... You could bring your friends, you could bring a family, and if the spot's not too secret, you can even bring people you just kind of know, you know, because it's there's no limit on how many people you could bring, you know, and uh, you know, that's, that's a fun thing. And that, you, you see it, everybody's friendly uh, through the ice, and no one's overheating or sweating. You know, when I look at some clients in my boat, and they're sweating bad, and I go, do I look like that? And they say, worse. And uh, you know it's hot. And we had those days that it was close to 100. Yeah, so I could tell you, I, you know, everybody out there knows me. You know, I was not a very happy camper that day. So, <laughs> no, I've
0: thought yeah. of you a lot this year, this summer, knowing knowing that.
1: Yeah, I was out there, I was out there every day during it. You know, and um, and it it was the the best thing about it is I get to choose the spots we go to, and on the really hot days we fish farther away from each spot. Hmm. So, and I got built-in air conditioning when I go fast. <laughs> uh, you, you touched I, on... Oh, go ahead. No, I, was there, I leave my window open, the middle window, so everybody gets fresh air. There you go.
0: Well, it's ICAST week. A lot of new products being introduced to the masses. Rob Rosdahl usually gets the inside scoop on a lot of those. We'll get his thoughts on some of the new stuff coming out next. But right now, it's time for another podcast-exclusive podcast exclusive we checked in with Steve Sapani at Competitor Guide Service while he was on the boat fishing on Lake Bilox.
2: How's the bite out there? You know, Kevin, it's been sort of interesting today. You know, we've got a strong wind, moved us around to different locations. I didn't plan on moving, but uh, seen some nice-sized muskies. You know, had a couple nice-sized pike um, with a couple of nice gentlemen, Klaus and, and Mike, and uh, so far, you know, we've got pike up to the upper T mark, which has been good. Muskies have been doing as they usually do. They're being a little elusive for us. Weather conditions have been pretty fair and stable. We did get a little rain today, which we need. You know, the farmers call it a million dollar rain, and that's exactly what it was. The thing is, we need more of it. Otherwise, everything's been, uh, been going, you know, par for the course, you know, for this time of year. Water temperatures are looking a little bit more stable. Uh, we're not having the cold fronts during the early morning hours like we've had. In fact, I'm getting a little concerned. We're supposed to have a heat wave coming up, mm. so uh, it is summer in Minnesota, and that's about the way it goes for us, I guess.
0: Have you? It sounds like you've been seeing plenty of muskies.
2: Yeah, we've been seeing plenty of fish. The, you know, the last few times out uh you know if they're not following like today they weren't following but they were swimming around us they came and surfaced you know and showed themselves which is more aggravating because we know (laughs) they're here kevin and they're not interested in what we got to present to them but the uh, northern pike are so that's fun too so
0: um is there any tricks you have to 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 land a muskie when they're just not in the mood or do you just have to wait till they're in the mood
2: we, well, basically, we're just going to have to wait till they get in the mood. What we do do is, you know, I like the form of intimidation. So, like today with the gentleman I got, I told him, too, let you lure sink down, you know. Uh, one of the bigger pikes today that was uh, boated was, uh, well, actually, about, yeah, um, had a leech underneath on its gill. And I know I mentioned it before. If you start catching fish with leeches on their body anywhere, especially underneath the gill, they're laying right near the bottom. So that just verified, letting the presentation get down further thing is we need to have that window of opportunity open a little bit more and smile upon us and get the mouths open as well
0: you know do you think that this change in water level and uh, uh, because of the lack of rain and the heat of the water is that is that causing any changes
2: Oh, definitely. Whenever you got less water, you're changing, you got different type of structure. Uh, and that's what's happening too, you know. The deeper weed beds in the 12 foot range have become now the nine and a half, 10 foot range. And the water temperature, you know, even though it's a surface temperature and that kind of a change of depth, it's going to move, you know, move downwards too. So instead of having a thermocline in that uh, type of water condition, uh, when it's shallower, the thermocline is gone. So what you got on the surface is going to be just a couple degrees less down below. And that does hurt, you know. We need to keep things stable. We need to keep the water t- uh, level stable, too. This way, you know where the fish are, the 12-foot range or the 14-foot range, and you can adjust your game plan accordingly.
0: If you're getting on the water, a lot of people are having problems. you f- you having problems as well?
2: There, Yeah, you know, a lot of the landings right now are just about inaccessible. You've got to be careful. I know that landing down by aisle, if you don't know the little groove that's made into that landing you know, in, in the ground, you're going to be racking up on some logs and some uh, rocks. So, uh, all the landings are showing the effects, you know, shallow water. Uh, a lot of times, you know, a lot of these landings where it used to be safe to gun your boat on the trailer, while you try gunning it now, the rear end touches down and so does your bottom skag. It's going to be touching the bottom as well. So, you know, maybe it's best this time of year when the water conditions are low, folks, go ahead to one of the resorts that has a deeper landing. It's worth giving them the 10 bucks or 15 bucks. You not only have a deeper landing, you know, it also adds you know, a little bit of a sense of security sitting at a private spot as well.
0: You, Yeah, you have to back up further into the lake, and that could cause all kinds of problems.
2: Oh, most definitely. I had that happen once, about uh, well, six years ago, seven years ago. We were filming an episode uh, for a DVD and uh, backed up, and the bottom of the boat trailer got hung up on one of the bricks you know the landing the the pylons whatever they call them there to make the landing and it took quite a while to get that trailer you know off of that area and it was just a headache you know half hour to 40 minutes was a lot of time that was out of the schedule (laughs) yeah oh man um what are you hearing from some
0: of the other anglers on some of the other lakes these days
2: you know, it's been, it's been the same scenario. The panfish are going pretty good on most of the other lakes, but the uh, size isn't there, Kevin. They're, we're still getting a lot of three to a pound, mm. which is decent-sized bluegills. Uh, crappies have slowed down a little bit. You know, the warmer water temperatures has them going into deeper areas. Right now, if you're after crappies, folks, try to find that 12-foot range. 10 to 14-foot range is ideal. On the edge of the bulrushes with any type of cabbage, That's where the crappies are going to be hanging, right off that edge of the cabbage. So that's where your location is going to be. A lot of them are for the crappies, Kevin, are three to a pound also. You know, trying to find those nice eating size half pounds has been a little difficult, but they've been smart. You know, with the shallower water, they're also going deeper below the thermocline where it's more comfortable for them. Uh, smallmouth bass has still been tough on Mille Lacs Lake, as well as the uh, largemouth bass has been tough. Again, it's the water temperatures, and, you know, that'll do it anywhere. Northern pike, like I said, we're catching some nice ones, been seeing some nice ones as well. Uh, there's a lot of small ones are still being caught yet, but the nicer ones are moving in, which is always fun to see. So that's doing okay. I think we're still behind though, where they should be this time of year, but again, blame the weather. And you all know the musky report, it could be better, but that's musky fishing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, when, when typically do you start to see the muskies really start to get busy?
2: You know, this is a fantastic time of year. This is, you know, usually this is a good time of year, it gets busy. Uh, August is pretty good, too. September, things really get kicking off and, as well as October. But, Kevin, this time of year is usually a good time for musky fishing, what has hurt us is having like, uh, that whole week and a half in June, 80 degree, 81 degree water temperature. That does not help having everything grow, you know, that quick as far as water temperatures. Not only did it raise, you know, put a stress on the fishing, it also got weed beds that don't normally show up in the game plan of fishing till about the end of July or August. We get different weeds. They've already showed up in June. Uh, we've got that long grass that grows 12 to 14 feet long, normally breaks off for us here on Mille Lacs Lake about the end of August, uh, sometime in September, that long deep grass breaks off and floats away and dies. That stuff broke off three weeks ago. So that just shows you how far and how goofy everything is ahead of schedule.
1: Well, what
0: are the water temps right now?
2: I'm looking at just about reaching 75, so I'm happy with that. When it gets to be too high, I don't like chasing the muskies. You know, I'll start my trips early, early, early in the morning before sunrise so we don't have the heat. But uh, right now, I'm happy with uh, 74.9. It's not a bad temperature, you know, as long as it stays stable. Like I said, one thing that bothers me is coming up here, we've got that massive heat wave coming in. So we'll see how things are going to end up. It's going to be early morning fishing and late evening fishing for us.
0: All right, Steve, if people want to uh, go uh, musky fishing on Malax with you, how do they go about getting signed up?
2: I tell you what, thank you, Kevin. Go to my website, folks. All, oh, this is all one word. PredatorGuideservice.com. Check it out, PredatorGuideservice.com. I do have a few days open. I didn't realize I had uh, the first week of August. Give me a call. We can talk about working something out as far as you know, helping out with uh, with the trip, and uh, we'll have a great time.
0: He's Steve Sapaniak. Steve, as always, thanks for taking the time today. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Bro, you were talking about ICAST uh, this week and that there's a whole lot of new stuff coming out. I don't know why they're having ICAST in Orlando, Florida, in July, but that's another argument for another day. Nonetheless, anything new out there that you're really excited about?
1: Oh, super exciting. Uh, the new rumble bug from Northland Fishing Tackle, fantastic. It, it just This thing is a fish-catching machine. I mean, when this comes out, everybody in the area is going to have one because... Uh, every place I've used it, the fish just chow on it, and I had to keep it secret, you know, and, but this thing is, and this is balsa. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's a compression molding at its best, through wire construction, sticky sharp hooks, and a really tight wobble vibration, works on lead core, works on a straight lining, but it also reels nicely on a spinning reel. You can use it anywhere, uh, and that uh, being said, let's go to ice fishing. The bro bug spoon, uh, this is gonna be a nice one. Simple in design, but we needed something that got down fast. It's like a, like a little razor blade that drops down with big eyes sticking out. So it kinda looks like a, uh, um, it looks like a, a blood worm as a sitting still, cause blood worms are just a, basically a little noodle. But this is a, 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 a lead spoon that's thin, and uh, and it just gets down there quick and with really nice colors, uh, super cool colors like purple wonderbread and sneeze. I mean, just to <laughs> give you a couple, uh, just a fantastic bait. And then if you remember the mud bug in Gilgutter, I designed that as part of the bros bug collection many years ago. Uh, lead in little jigs is kind of like a little bit on the outs, but we knew that those were really cool and everybody loved them. Uh, we're bringing them back, and we brought that original shapes, those those two shapes, back in tungsten. Oh. And with a sticky, sharp hook. So we're going to have the mud bug, yeah, with the bulging eyes, insect mandible jaw, and even nostrils <laughs> uh, on a tungsten bait. So, you know, the same six or eight tungsten shapes that all the other companies use that look like some kind of diamond or, you know, chunk of something... Well, you don't have to use that. You can use something that actually has a physical, uh, realistic shape that looks like what's down there. And so the, the mud bug and the gill are coming in tungsten. So look for the mud bug, gill getter, the bro bug spoon. And then if you really want to lay some walleye to rest, pick up the coffin spoon. Uh, the, you know, mm. it, it, I, I didn't come up with that name. Uh, but the coffin spoon is something you'll never forget because, when you drop it, it tumbles. Um, it, was, it was a fantastic spoon. We used it last winter, and that thing catches walleyes like you wouldn't believe. It, it flips as soon as you jig it. It, t- it does something different each time. It tumbles. It seesaws. I've watched it kind of spiral down, and the kicker tail kicks. The coffin spoon and all those fantastic colors is so good. Uh, secretly, I've been... Using it in open water, but we'll, we'll talk about that another time. Okay. And, you know, for those other tournament guys that I try to compete against, uh, I'm bringing it, you know, and, uh, the coffin spoon has been putting fish in the boat. Okay. And it's going to put them on the ice. It put them on the ice all last winter. And, uh, so as soon as it comes out, better get one because if you look at my line, I'm casting really far because of it. And the nice thing about it, it's a spoon. It's got one treble hook it tumbles and if you hop it you can loft it in place so you can fish any depth you can fish 10 feet 20 feet 30 feet pitch it out there use braid with a fluorocarbon leader and you can just loft it in place and uh the fish crush it now granted you know watch your pressures and your salooner table and all that stuff you go there on the day when they're aggressive it's gonna work so if you got you know low pressure or something try try throwing meat at them but uh it's been phenomenal bait, and it's gonna—you're gonna start hearing that one in tournaments. Um, so there's there's a whole lineup at Northland Tackle. Uh, Humminbird's uh, gonna debut their stuff, so we'll talk about that maybe another time. But there's okay. the technology is on a conveyor belt, and it's not gonna stop with trolling motors, uh, with the Helix line, and Live um, Mega Live is gonna be fantastic. Um, so that's that kind of technology is is getting really really. Uh, uh, fantastic, but also, you know, what are we, what are we going to do? I mean, are the fish going to come up filleted and cooked already when you go to the lake? And, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing technology and it really does work. And, uh, um, it's, it's, it's the next level and it's, uh, from a company that makes things easy to use. Uh, you're going to see stuff in, for open water and ice, uh, from, uh, uh, Humminbird, Minn Kota, and um, and then, you no know, check out fish monkey. They have uh, the best in uh, uh, skin protection for face masks, and uh, they get cool designs. I mean, Minnesota, we never had anything. We just like put sunscreen on if it's going to be a blistery day. Mm-hmm. Now you just pull up this mask like you're a superhero. <laughs> and be- the first time I put one of those on, those masks that they use in Florida. My clients were laughing, thought, well, what, are you going to rob us? And I said, no, this is kind of the style. Now Now it's kind of a big thing up here, but, you know, it's been, this is, you know, that face protection and hand protection is good, and it keeps a few spines from going into your hand from walleyes and, and other critters. Um, so always look to, you know, see what fish monkeys come in, uh, Gamma Cats, who's got a, a pile of stuff for the bass world, and some of that stuff relates to walleyes. If you if you check up on things, a lot of bass tactics are turning up in the walleye world now and winning most of the stuff. Seventy uh, percent of everything that's been won this year has been on bass tactics for walleyes. So it's you got to keep an eye on that stuff. And it's all it's all it all fits. It all fits, and you know you don't have to drag something through all the time. Sometimes you can cast, or sometimes you can just stay, stand over them. I, I call it standing on their head when you're fishing right below them the transducer um so the bass world is creating some new gateways for us in the walleye world um and then uh you know j- just just watch icaster debuting stuff AquaView has a uh an iphone friendly recording device and uh so now you can you can get stuff put onto your your smartphone and you can use it on social media or to show a friend so much easier uh and there's there's a lot of cool cool things are coming out, and I hope I didn't miss anything. But uh, and then Fravel, that you know they're they're a line of tackle boxes for ice fishing. There's magnets in the tray, so now you could if you got your little box full of uh, lures, you could tip it over and they don't fall out. And then there's organization to it, water, r- waterproofing, rust proofing. Um, that's the next level kind of stuff in. In soft bags for bait containment, uh, just, just an amazing amount of stuff, uh, and just, just different ways to uh, store tackle. So, and then don't forget, uh, St. Croix rods. For those of you who use hair jigs for, for bass or even for walleyes, remember hair jigs are catching and winning tournaments and St. Croix has a 710 hair jig rod in their, uh, victory rod series. Hard to get right now, but, uh, you'll be able to get it pretty soon. They got a pile of stuff. They've got a puppet minnow rod, or they call it a jig wrap rod, but you know, I'm going to say everything puppet minnow. And, uh, they have rods coming out and they're all fantastic. Uh, their, their rods are just the best on earth, literally. And, um, so there, there's a great lineup. And then a Sunline has, uh, a, a 12 pound a super line that's just going to be great for drop shotting and, and getting into the jungle, which we'll use for walleyes as the weed growth gets thicker on the clear lakes. Uh, Sunline is probably the the one line that every walleye pro and every bass pro uses, but you don't see it in every store. But you will, So you know. So check that out at Sunline, and then, you know, Gamma Katsu. If I go back to their stuff, some of their their tungsten dropper hooks. Uh, in different rigs that they're debuting, we we could use uh, even on Bemidji as the weed growth gets better. And if you'll notice, we still have cabbage out there, but we got a lot of eelgrass coming up and that stuff holds walleyes. And these these new hooks and dropper rigs are going to be perfect for that.
0: All right. Well, bro, uh, are you booked for the year or can we still uh, get a trip with you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, just uh, I've definitely got the openings in, uh, a few openings in uh, August. September's booked, but I have October, and October's a fantastic fishing month. So give me a shout. I'd like to take you out in the ranger boat. Let's go bass fishing for walleye. <laughs> All right. How do we, get, how do we get a hold of you, bro? <laughs> uh, go to brosguideservice.com, uh, or even text me. I don't, uh, answer the phone when I'm in a boat, except if you call Kevin. Oh, I appreciate um, that. It, well, you, and if you've ever known someone who sits on their phone the whole time when they're guiding, yeah, that's not a good guide. You know, you you got to pay attention to your clients because they want them to catch fish. But So, yeah, give me a shout if you want to go. Let's go chase some walleyes around, and, and we'll actually, hopefully we catch them, but we'll do our best. He's our good friend, Bro Bro's doll
0: on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Bro, thanks for taking the time, and uh, enjoy your day on the water.
1: Well, thanks for having me, and, and check out my social media stuff, even TikTok, and have fun and enjoy what I put up there.
0: That's it for today and the week. Have a good time fishing this weekend. We will talk to you next week. The Fish and Paul Bunyan Country Podcast is sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the PodMN app, which will also give you access to hundreds of other Minnesota-based podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We love you to listen to the podcast so you can listen whenever it's convenient for you. I'm Kev Jackson. And don't forget what Jason Durham has to say about you. I would say that the listeners of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country are the smartest people
1: on Earth. Fish and yeah. Bunyan yeah. Country.
0: Country.